Welcome to Kafaru Cast, everyone. I'm I'm riding solo on the mic. Just recently back from Texas and Oklahoma, and I have the the great Toby Essick from Black Widow Bows on the other end of the line. Man, what's up? Uh, I'm gonna take that great stuff pretty lightly. <laughs> uh, so Toby's one of the uh, the one of the three owners of Black Widow. It's uh, Toby, uh, Roger, and John. Correct. That's correct. Yep. And you guys bought uh, Black Widow from Ken Beck. And now, did Ken Beck own it the whole time, or or did somebody own it before that? Yeah, Ken bought it in the early '80s uh, from uh, from a guy that had worked for the Wilson brothers, and, and the Wilson boys is who started Black Widow back in the '50s. And uh, so Ken was actually the third owner, uh, but, the, but the guy between the Wilson brothers and Ken owned it for a very short time. Uh, but Ken bought it in the early '80s, and and we started to work for Ken and. And Ken approached us about it in uh, 2005, I believe it was, and we bought it in 2005 from Ken. Gotcha. Any, anybody that follows along with me has, has seen a pile of animals in front of me with a with a black widow, and and uh, I don't know how much uh, of a pain it's caused in your life, but recently Denny and Randy and I had had some prototype carbon limbs, and I had you build me a a G10 riser, which is one of the things I wanted to cover while we're on here. Um, but but you guys have offer you offer um, you know multiple different three piece uh, recurves uh, one piece recurves long bows what what are the bows in your line right now and what how many different color options or, or wood options do you have well as far as bow models I believe we've got seven models now counting the long bow and the PSR which is the the short recurve with long bow riser uh, and as far as colors I, I mean we have each each model has basically five pretty much uh, certain woods, whether it be the gray bark, the autumn oak, and stuff like that. But once you get into the exotics, and sky's the limit. I mean, we can. We I wrote one up today that I've never used uh, these this wood combination before, and uh, so I mean it. It's really there's no limit to as far as far as the woods and the. The stack-ups, you know, we use mainly the same woods, but we'll stack it up a little different, you know, and mate this with this and stuff like that. So you can definitely, you know, make a, a one-of-a-kind bow if that's what you want to do. Gotcha. Yeah, and you guys have done a few more or less one-of-a-kinds for for me. Um, the, the recent bow I had you guys build was a, a G10 uh, riser and it's cut out to put a springy rest on and uh, is that something you think you're going to mess around with with G10 or was that a Snyder only edition? Well <laughs> I don't know you you requested of course I'd heard a lot about it so I was like why not let's let's try it so I got this a sample piece of it in and um, and cut it out and, and made that riser for you and and I was actually actually kind of surprised on on how it machined out you know and sanded it sanded out really nice and and didn't you know as far as tooling it wasn't as bad as I was thinking it would be um, so you know we'll definitely we're definitely still entertaining you know adding that to uh, to the list you know if, if people want it uh, I've yet to know the the cost because the piece that we that I made that handle for you was actually a sample piece uh, so I'm gonna have to figure out uh, you know what it's actually going to cost. You know when we go to buy it and stuff. So, but yeah, more than likely, you know it's it's going to be it's going to be an option. You know. Gotcha. And then as far as the the limbs, uh, 
I'm not sure who pestered you more for that. My Randy may have me beat on that one. That was a cooling thing that bugged the shit out of you over that, wasn't it? More than me, or at least I'm blaming him. <laughs> well, he probably did kind of start. He, he actually he was going to going to get some carbon and asked if I'd build some limbs if if he'd get the carbon. I told him I would, and and uh, in the meantime, I can't remember exactly how it went, but I, I just ended up getting my own carbon. And uh, it's a, the cross-woven carbon and making a set. And, uh, yeah, I made a set for him and, and that set that you're shooting. And and then Denny's uh, got a PSR uh, made out of it as well. So, and, and you know, it seems to be seems to be a pretty good product, really. Yeah, I, I talked about, I posted a little bit about it on a, I saw on the Black Widow uh, fan group, um, there was, I don't know, it's probably 85 to 90% to the good, maybe 10% to the bad. There was some, uh, you know, forever's listen to this. Don't be mad at me if I'm making fun of you. But there was a couple guys who were like, oh, you go to China. You're going the cheaper way with carbon, which is some of the dumbest shit I've ever heard because carbon is way more expensive um, than your than standard, you know, wood. It, it is it is more expensive. Um, and yeah. it was it wasn't like you were killing everything else in the line. This was just a prototype that might be an option later, as I understand it. And you're not even certain if you're going to do it or not, are you? Oh, that's exactly right. I mean, we would never not offer these exotic woods and, and the things that we carry right now. We're just looking for something, something else. You know, uh, you know, there's some guys just want to try the latest and greatest and. And carbon's been around for a long time. Guys have been putting carbon in uh, on their limbs for years and years, you know. And we've just never pursued it. And I say we've never pursued it. We've been putting a strip of carbon in our longbow since 2004. Uh, but it's not the cross-woven carbon, but it is carbon. So we have used it, but just never on the on the faces of the limb. And so when when Randy, you know, said he wanted to try some and was going to send some carbon in here, I made some, you know, phone calls uh, and got, we got some carbon in here and went ahead and just glued some up. And, uh, you know, it's, it, they're really nice. It's, you know, from what I've heard, I actually, I, the, the set I sent you, uh, we shot a few times here at the shop before I sent them to you. And everyone, you know, here at the shop, we all kind of took turns and was, you know, uh, all good results from what we could see, and uh, and after talking, you know, to you and Randy and and Denny, uh, you've all got good things to say about it. So it's uh, I actually just got a big batch of it in yesterday. Uh, I haven't got the bill for it yet, and I'm dreading it. But uh, but we do have some in, and and you know I, I'm not going to say 100% we're going to do it, but I'll say 95%. You know, it it will probably be offered in the near future um, on carbon, but same thing, we'll have to figure as far as what it's going to cost, you know, and there will be an increase because carbon, carbon's expensive, you know, so there there will be a price jump with it, which, you know, a lot of people won't like, but it's just, you know, part of the game, I guess. Yeah, it's just an option, and, and one of the things I talked about, which I don't think everybody comprehended, was uh, torsional stability and recovery and when i when i talked about recovery and this is in as you know i have every you know photography piece of gear known to man recovery is how what i consider recovery is how fast those limbs stop shaking or vibrating after the shot 
and and the recovery was you know and i've got it all written down but more or less twice as fast as a as your standard limb now that may not be important to some people but the the recovery and also the torsional stability uh was extremely um it, 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 there was a vast difference and, and when i say torsional stability if you just grab the limb tip and twist the limb left and right it's almost it's a 50 percent increase of what it takes to twist that limb so it's it's just got more horizontal um, or torsional stability which also helps if you pluck the string for the limb to recover it, it's got a lot of bonuses now if you're into the new cool tech thing, carbon's cool looking. If you're into what a, you know, more of a, a wood bow looks like, you know, or that, that kind of cool bow, carbon's not going to get it for you. It's just not as cool looking. Right. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I mean, um, there's nothing prettier than some of the exotic woods that, that are offered these days. But but we noticed that too, and I, and I especially noticed when I was tillering these limbs out and, and stuff, when I strung them the first time, I'm like, my goodness, I... You know, normally you you could take a limb and if you wanted to, you could grab it by the tip and completely twist it over and unstring it. Well, you, you're not going to do it with this carbon, uh, and it it is so uh, so in line and it just like I said, it's just so stable. Uh, so it uh, it def- definitely has uh, you know advantages. You know, even if it's not uh, a performance thing, you know, it, it ain't like it's it's. I think it does outperform the others a little bit, but even if that's not a thing to you, it's definitely stable. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, and and I get where people want don't necessarily want the the carbon look. I understand now. You know, for me, I you know, uh, well, this might not be the best of uh, you know uh, examples or comparisons, but uh, if you got a wife who's a ten but really doesn't do shit but spend money. Well, that's not good. But if you got a wife who's a 10 and she cooks and she cleans and she works and she makes lots of money, that's a, that's a win. Well, with the carbon, you might not be getting a 10, but you are getting a lot of other bonuses like, like we talked about. And, and the one thing you can really, you know, see is, is if you pluck the string, the limbs do recover quicker, um, with that carbon. And, and that's one thing I noticed that one of the reasons I was bugging you guys is I started trying a lot of different companies, uh, different carbon limbs for ILF setups. And I was like, you know, I just could notice on some of my bad shots still, uh, you know, kind of hit half ass where I wanted. And so I thought, man, that'd be nice. Cause I, I really like the widows. They just fit me well. So yeah, I, I, uh, I was excited. Now, how much negative stuff did you guys get over it? I saw the one post and there was a few negative comments, but I mean, you know, you could hand somebody a hundred dollars a bill and they'll bitch about it. So, so there's always going to be something negative. But has it been overly oh, yeah. positive or or uh, kind of half? Yeah, yeah it has. Yeah, way more positive than negative. And and just like you said, there's always going to be somebody that that complains some. And in fact, one of the uh, the guys that mentioned the China China thing and and all that actually uh, texted Miles back later wanting to know if he could. Uh, We'd send him one to test. <laughs> I don't know if he could shoot one. So uh, well, that's funny. Yeah, you know, some guys just just like to like to complain and and stuff. But as a whole, it's been a very positive uh, positive thing. And I think if we do and and when we do uh, commit to doing this, I, I think a, I think a lot of people will order some, even if it's just a 
a set of limbs. You know, if they they're not interested in a G10 riser or something, that's the good part about it. They can get some carbon limbs and it'll fit on their gray bark riser. So I think it I think it'll be a good addition. Uh, you know, and if a guy doesn't like carbon, we've still got all the beautiful woods and and stuff like that. But but if you are looking for another step, then we're hoping uh, hoping to achieve that. So what uh, on the G10? Are, what are you leaning to on that one? Are you thinking you might uh, do, uh, you know, different options of G10, whether it be, you know, that green that I have or black? or And if anybody has any, um, I'll get some high-resolution photos. I've already got some up on my page. If people want to see the riser, you can let me know. But you, you think you'll push towards some, some G10 options, or, or is that a, a big maybe? I, I, would say, I would say chances are we will. Uh, as far as the colors, I was looking at the list of colors on the on their website. There's a bunch of different ones. Uh, that green would probably be an option. I think black would look really good, especially with those carbon limbs. I think black would look really sharp. Uh, but there, you know, and it'd be one. Of, we'll probably do two or three different colors, uh, and, and it'll just have to be that because. I don't know. Man just can't inventory. That G10 is it's probably more expensive than the carbon uh, when you go to slicing it up and adding it all up. But um, So, you know, we'll probably offer two or three different colors and uh, and go from there. And the colors, you know, be neutral colors to where about any limb would go with it. And it might be a guy who wants a G10 riser that with wooden limbs, you know, wooden and clear glass. So, uh, we'll try to try to accommodate everybody. Yeah, and I I got a lot of good comments about that G10 riser. A lot a lot of guys like that color uh, that you guys had whipped up, and, and we'll see. I'm I'm gonna get it dialed in. I'm probably gonna take it. I still got several hunts left, so um, I'm also gonna be hounding you for a backup set of limbs, which I'm sure you fucking hate me for that. But I uh, I man that the riser the G10. One thing I noticed, and I took it over to Rocky Mountain is. I, I thought it was quieter. You know, there there is it is dead in the hand when you, when you shoot it. Now this is with the carbon limbs, um, I did gain about four feet per second. You know, four to six, but probably realistically four, maybe five feet per second, uh, side by side on my my standard limbs. But you know, I was in the one seventies with the standard limbs with a six hundred grain arrow. I was at one eighty two when I tested this morning, and that was with a. Well, I think the arrows are 598 grains, and that's it. You know, a little over 29 inches of draw. So, they yeah. they, they you don't gain a ton of performance uh, speed wise. They do. I will say they do fire harder. You know, however that works, um, they take a little bit stiffer arrow. It seems like I had to cut a little bit off my arrow uh, to get them to tune out. So, you know, that's something for people to think about. They do seem to take the carbon limbs a little bit stiffer arrow. Now that also could be the riser. You know, and the difference of the heavier riser, you know, I don't know how that works. Seems like with a stiffer riser or a heavier riser, uh, you know, sometimes you need a stiffer arrow, but I, I could be wrong. Well, it, I, you're definitely, everything you're saying is correct. And, you know, when I talked to Denny after he got his, his actually is four pounds lighter than what he actually hunts with. Uh, he, I think he normally hunts 55, and I sent one of his 51 pounds. And it shot the exact arrow. He said this, just a bullet hole through paper. Uh, so he didn't have to do anything losing four pounds. And then I believe 
uh, Randy, his was two pounds lighter, and his same arrow, I think he had to, to take 50 grains out of the nose to get it to, to fly right. So, so bo in both cases, a little less poundage and the same performance, if not a little better performance, you know, as far as Randy's goes, his the two pound lighter performed a little better than his heavier limbs. So, yeah. And, and that's pretty much the same findings I have. So, I mean, with, with, with black widow in general, and you know, pretty much even shoots a recurve knows a black widow, I mean, you guys, how often do you come out with a new product? Uh, is it every five years, every, do you guys try to come out with things new every few years or have you just done so well with your normal line? You've stuck with it. You know what? We, there, there was a short span there where we came out with a new bow. Well, I know in 07, we come out with that PA and then in 2010, which is just three years later, we came out with the PCH, which is the, sh the shortest three piece takedown we have. And then in 12, only two years later, we come out with the KB, uh, which is the, a one-piece version of that PCH, basically, um, which is the KB, the Ken Beck model. And since then, I mean, that's like the 2012. We've been eight years. That we haven't come out with a new bow. And we really need to, and we've done, you know, we've definitely made some prototype stuff here. We've played with different things. We tried to build longbow limbs for our existing riser, say like a PCH riser, but our limbs, when they mount, when ours mount on the belly side as opposed to the back side, uh, everything we come up with, they would shoot and stuff, and they were fine, but they they really didn't shoot as well as our existing longbow. So if a guy's going to come out with something new, man, he's about got to be at least as good as what you got, if not better. And we just never could reach that, uh, trying to build longbow limbs for our our riser. And we tried other things. I know Miles and uh, him and uh, Tyler that worked here. He's, they've made some prototype stuff. Uh, know, we're always playing and experimenting, but you know it's got to be got to be something really good to to come out with a whole new series, a new bow. You know, so like I said, we, we constantly play and experiment but we just haven't been able to come up with anything in the last few years so this carbon and you know is something we need we need something new no it's not a new bow but but it is it is something new you know it's not just like a new wood or something like that so uh, I, I think it'll it'll pique some interest yeah it seemed to i i got an overwhelming uh well i got enough of a response and questions that i kind of regretted saying anything about it on a podcast and I'm sure Miles was probably ready to kill me once I let the cat out of the bag. I can't even remember when I talked about it, but you know, with the the G10 and the the carbon, you're really, I mean, the the big thing with G10, it's heavier, so there's there's more mass. People need to think about that. It's heavy as shit. I mean, it's heavy, heavy. But I think it less hand shock. It is quieter. Um, I had the shelf cut out um, so I could put a springy on there, and so you know, for me, I like a heavier bow. Um, I like the fact I can beat a grizzly to death with it. And then with the carbon limbs, I just wanted to see, you know, if there was no performance difference and no uh, increased stability or rigidity, yeah, I would just say don't do it. But from what I've seen so far, it, it's a pretty significant increase where it's worthwhile. Now, having said that, you know, if you want them camo, you're going to have to spray paint them. I mean, they are black. It's carbon. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, I, you know, I don't um, 
I don't see a downside to it as a as an offering. So I'll be excited. I'm 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 gonna try to go beat the hell out of them, and shoot a bunch of animals with them, and see see what happens. Have you had many treat people try to order them yet? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of guys they just just let us know when. You know, we wanna we wanna be be on the list and stuff. So uh, yeah, it's it's there's definitely guys guys wanting to do it already. Gotcha. So as far as the uh, you know the company in general. You've got um, Roger and you and John, and then your your boy Miles. After he went in through basic training, he came back and worked. I mean, who, who does what there, and and kind of what's going on? So when people call, they kind of know who they're talking to or who handles what. Yeah, well, Roger is usually the guy that answers the phone. Really, the only reason he doesn't answer the phone is if he's already on another line. And uh, but Roger usually answers the phone, and he answers all of the emails. So if anybody sends an email or something, it'll be Roger answering that. Uh, John, he's in charge of uh, shipping, uh, so he you know he takes care of all that. The, he has the final look basically when they come out of the paint room. You know he pulls them down and really goes over them with a fine tooth comb. You know really make sure there's no runs or any scratches that have been missed and, and he did in charge of that and ships them out i run the shop which is uh you know the production and stuff overseas basically the from start to finish you know i mean every guy out here has his has his specialty you know one guy glues and uh, you know john wilson he does all the painting and, and and shaping of the grips and then so and miles he does uh Kind of let him take over uh, the social media part. He takes pictures and, and puts them on the internet and things like that. He answers a lot of uh, not emails, but a lot of guys private message him and stuff on Instagram and things like that. So and even on the weekends, he's constantly uh, he'll call me. You know, if he's not exactly sure on something, and make sure uh, getting my opinion, make sure everything's going. You know, it, it make sure he's giving them the right answer and stuff. But, but Miles also, I've got him out here in the shop. He's uh, he glues handles, he glues uh, all the overlays on and things like that. So everybody's kind of got their special niche and uh, and stuff. But that's kind of how how it's run and and has been run for quite a few years, really. How many guys you got working for you now, guys uh, and girls? There's, there's there's nine of us. Gotcha. Are you? Uh, yeah. And you're in, is it Nixa? Is that how you pronounce it? That's it, yep, yep. So do you guys think you're going to grow out of that building you're in? Um, I, I can't imagine Nixa is a booming metropolis. Um, would you have to build a new building, or is there a place you could even move into, or would you have to do new construction if you did move? Well, I mean, I guess a guy could do anything. We actually, when Ken built this building, you can't believe what a when we moved up here in 92 or 3, you can't believe uh, how big and how much bigger and more room than what we were working out of uh, down in Highlandville when we moved up here. But after, you know, we've kind of, I wouldn't say we're crowded in here, but there's not a lot of room for, I mean, if we wanted to bring in another sander or machine or something like that, there's no room for it. So, But we do have, when Ken built up here, he bought two lots and just built on one. So we actually have a lot right beside us that we could build on, you know, and, and expand. Uh, so w we've got options, you know, if we need to. Gotcha. Have you, 
like in general, like it has the traditional archery community, uh, kind of the way it's gone, has it gone the way you thought it would? Has it, has, uh, uh, when you, you know, when you took over, uh, Black Widow, has it, has it grown? Has it shrunk? Has, has there been anything where you're like, wow, I didn't expect that? Cause you've been in it a long time. Well, yeah, yes. In fact, August was 30 years for me. I went to Ken, uh, work for Ken back in 1990. So 30 years, uh, I've been doing this and, and yeah, it's, it's, it's grown. It just continue to grow. Um, and this is one of the, when we talk about the, the carbon and stuff, one of the things that allows you to continue to grow. I mean, if you're not coming out with something new once in a while, you know, and everybody else is, uh, you're going to be, you're going to be falling behind. Uh, but the traditional archery, I, I think it has grown. And what all, what else has grown is the amount of people building traditional bows, you know. Uh, there's a lot of even one man, one man guys out there just building bows in their garage that that build a really really nice bow, and so so there's there's a lot more guys building them these days. Uh, but a lot of guys, a lot of people, uh, you know, making the switch from from compound or whatever they were using, you know, to a traditional bow. Uh, for example, uh, my brother, he's uh, he shot compound forever and forever and ever, and I, I built him a bow, man, 15, well, 20 years ago, and he hardly ever shot it at all, just hung on the, hung on the wall, and just out of the blue, he just, man, he just got the urge to do it, and we went to uh, Rod Jenkins, he came to the house and done a, a clinic at the house, and Dusty came to it, and just ever since then, he's just fell in love with it and just went crazy over it and uh so yeah we're getting newcomers all the time he's actually uh, killed a bear in colorado and, and killed a deer here at the house the other day so he's just as happy as he can be and and so we're seeing new people all the time it's, it's actually pretty exciting you know we even see some younger people coming in whereas before it seemed like you know it was kind of an older crowd and um guys who just kind of grew up doing it and just continued to do it. But we're seeing more guys, you know, trying to make a switch, you know, getting a little bored with a compound or stuff like that. And uh, it, it's been good. It's, it's exciting to watch, really, to, you know, see people make the switch and just how much they enjoy it. Gotcha. You know, talk like with the, the changes or, you know, the whatever is our traditional archery is going. When you got into this 30 years ago, who were kind of the – the icons or the people you, you kind of looked at or, or, you know, obviously there was no social media back then. It was all print. Like who, who, who was the man or who were the, the badasses in traditional archery back then? Oh, you know, it's hard to say. One that comes to mind pretty quick is Miles Keller. Might not be a lot of people uh, heard of him because he, he was shooting a, a compound as well, but Miles Keller killed a ton of, of good, really big deer with uh with with our bow with a black widow um but there's always been you know a lot of the, the monty browning and uh guys like that uh you know fred asbell there's always been you know some of the old timers that just really a lot of people wanted to be like them you know and uh so that that would be you know just right off the top of my head i know there's a lot more of them than, than that but but that's some of them that come off the top of my head. Gotcha. Now, um, 
I'd say Randy and Danny are definitely two that are up there now, even though they're both old. If you guys listen to this, which I'm sure they will, but uh, they're pretty, <laughs> they're pretty funny. I, I will say uh, it is funner talking to Denny when he's had a few whiskeys down. Uh, he like he 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 opens up a bit more. So in the next podcast I do with him, I got to make sure he's real liquored up because he's a lot funnier. Um, but those guys both have been doing it, you know, a long time. Denny. You know, like I got, I called him. He was in bed. It was actually funny. Uh, he was in bed when I called him to hop on a live story, and people were like in awe because he's sitting there without his shirt on, and there's all these dead. There's baboons and deer and elk and all kinds of <laughs> on his trophy room. People are like, Mike, because compound guys follow me a bunch as well as stick bow guys. So some of those guys messaged me later were like who is that guy and what did he shoot that with? I like, man, I think he shot all that with a longbow with, with a black widow longbow. Um, he hasn't hardly messed with a recurve and, uh, they, you know, they were enamored. And, and so I'd say, you know, like Randy and Denny are, are definitely two guys now that are, um, you know, people definitely look up to. And I, I talk to him all the time. I talk to Randy about every morning. He, I'm too, I get up too early. He's two hours ahead. And so I call him, I, about five four thirty my time and he's just leaving for work and then we talk shit about the industry and make fun of people and then we both start working by the time the drive's over uh but they have a, a vast amount of knowledge and they did traditional vision quest which you guys were a big sponsor of which is kind of the original you know tutorial on shooting there's a lot of people to do it now but that was kind of the big part of uh, you know people learning uh you know several years ago and you guys were a huge part of that yeah, yeah, yeah. They started. I'm not sure when they started that deal. That was uh, Denny and uh, Daryl Cordort. Uh but they've they've just been very faithful Black Widow guys for as long as I can remember. You know, uh, I've, like I said earlier, I've been with Black Widow 30 years, and and I can't remember a time when they weren't. Uh, you know, shooting Black Widow, and and then when they started doing videos and stuff, is when I became more acquainted with them and stuff. But they've just been faithful, Denny and and uh, uh, Randy, very faithful, and just always uh, promoting Black Widow and stuff. So you know, and they're they're a, they're they're part of our success. You know, guys like that. You know, that brag on us and and promote us and and use our product, use it in videos and and things like that so uh so yeah it's it's been really good there's uh, there's others you know that i can't come up with names right now but just a lot of faithful guys over the years it's that's really been a big part of our success gotcha now if you were to pick like it's it's kind of easy with a compound when you ask hey what's uh something that revolutionized or something that was really catapulted uh you know, compound bows, you know, past parallel limbs and range finders and movable sights. But what would you say, you know, a little bit different with a recurve, obviously it's more primitive. What would you say, you know, in the last 30, 40 years that has definitely, you know, whether it be design or material or anything else, that's, that's kind of catapulted traditional archery forward or, or maybe there's nothing at all? Well, I'd, I'd say part of it would be some of the videos and things, you know, earlier videos. I know, uh, the Langers, uh, Bill Langer, uh, he's made uh, different uh, seven or eight, I don't know, maybe ten now uh, traditional videos, you know, using our bow and prom- promoting our product. 
so the videos and stuff have definitely been uh, a big part of it. But and probably as much as anything, I know when I started to work for Ken uh, in 1990, we had we had gray bark. I think Ken was just coming out with the autumn oak. So you had two options, gray bark and autumn oak. And a lot of people still use that those same two woods today, and they're beautiful. But, uh, but then when we went to offering uh, exotic woods, you know, with, with all the veneers, and it, it's it's just a, almost it went from a a weapon, uh, you know, something you just drag around the woods and, and shoot with to almost like a, a work of art. You know, people just look at them and, and just awe over the beauty. And we do, too. I usually try to go into the paint room uh, every week and just walk around and look at the different different woods and stuff that we have, and, and it is. It's just some of the woods are just amazing. And so it's really taken it to a, another level. You know, it's still the same old Black Widow, and, and, you know, you draw the string back and turn it loose, but when you're sitting in a tree stand, sometimes it's kind of nice just to look down. Man, that is just really pretty, you know. Uh so, you know, I'd almost say the woods and stuff that we use uh, today, we got a name of Mike Pyatt that, that uh, supplies our wood for us. He really goes out and, and beyond and, and, you know, does his best to go out and, and find some of the best woods that are available in the world as far as that goes. He leaves the country, you know, and goes out and buys wood and stuff. So it... Uh, it's definitely been a, a game changer, some of the exotic woods. Yeah, I did a, a podcast with Cody Greenwood, and we were talking about the difference of, uh, you know, uh, a custom-made like a Black Widow compared to an ILF. And I think Cody said it best, and you just brought it up. You're not going to hang an ILF bow in a tree and look at it and just get like trad wood. Like, man, that's a badass-looking bow. It just looks like a piece of aluminum where you hang up a, a Black Widow with – you know, for, for me, I, I really like the, uh, the kind of the camo and the green leaf, you know, you'll sit there and look at your bow and just get a stiffy over it where you're not doing that shit on aluminum bow. It's just like a tool where you can really customize that. And I try to explain that to people like, you know, you guys customize my grip, but you can customize exactly what you want in the layups and the veneers and things like that. And it, it's definitely different. Um, you know, and I, I've beaten the living crap out of mine. I think you remember I had a mule deer. I fell into my deer, which fell into my bow, which we both, we all three rolled down the hill quite a ways and uh, mm-hmm. beat the shit out of it. But you, you guys, I mean, you can, you can refinish it. I sent it in. You guys cleaned it up. You know, when you compare that to like the G10, which was one of the reasons I wanted that G10 was um, it can take, not that the wood can't take a beating. Um, it can just take more of a beating than than wood but there's there is the drawback it's heavy and it is expensive but they do they do hold up well i mean you had you have me a couple times just put fingernail polish um clear fingernail polish until i could get it back from big dings i had on cliffs and stuff but you know overall they do take quite a bit of abuse well that that'll be one of the good things you know if we do pursue this g10 stuff we could probably send it to you without a finish on it and and you know it's going to be impervious to moisture and ding it and beat it up, it, it's going to be tough, but, uh, you know, that will be a a plus as far as that stuff goes, but, but yeah, with our, you know, the way we stack up our, our risers for like an SA and things like that, what people don't realize, like in our SA, our PSA model, uh, 
it's actually got 32 glue lines in it. Uh, so, I mean, it takes a lot of time to to glue that many layers, you know, just to stack up a, an SA riser. But when you stack all those layers up and actually glue them down compressed, and, and, and man, it makes that handle. It's it's a tough riser. It's it's very stiff and rigid, and it it just it makes it for a pretty tough rig, really. Oh yeah, Cody Cody talked about that too. I, he did the same test I did, and there was only actually two bows I tested, two two wood bows that with uh basically I used a laser level and went you know basically you you with the bow n- not at draw, you shoot a laser line up the center and then you go to full draw and see how much deviation or deflex or or, or I, I guess be deviation you have in the riser. And, and yours and one other were actually the only two I found that there was no issues going to full draw. There was no change. So it's, it's definitely a riser that can take some abuse. Um, you know, on, on my end, uh, you know, part of it to, with, with me is the weight. I like a lot of mass weight on my, you know, my bow. And you actually even warned me when you got that G10 in, you're like, man, this can be a heavy son of a buck. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's good. And it's not that much heavier than phenolic, but it's, it's heavy. Yeah, when I first got that panel in, like I said, it was 18 inches by 18 inches, 2 inches thick, and weighed like 49 pounds. Uh, so, but I guess, you know, once you whittle everything out, it you know, it, it's not as heavy as I thought it would be either. But it's definitely, I mean, it's it's a it's a pretty solid handle, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. Well, man, I've taken up. 40 minutes of your time i should probably leave you alone i just wanted everybody to kind of hear it from the the horse's mouth what you guys were planning and schedules and you know i i don't think you have a schedule on the g10 or the carbon other than it 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 will or may be eventually in the line there's just got to be some more testing and you got to get pricing done and, and things like that is is what it sounds so um if anybody has any questions definitely email roger or Toby or Miles, not me. Uh, they can answer whatever question you have on this. I do not know. I'm just the dummy shooting it. Well, I mean, we've we've talked it over here. We don't have a a timeline of, of when we, you know, we need to offer. Feel like we have to or something. So we want to make sure everything. You know, we've got all our ducks in a row and everything's up to snuff. So when we do, we don't have any hiccups when we do go to offering it. You know, but you know, chances are it is going to happen. And uh, but. We just want to be a hundred percent sure it's what we want to do, and you know, like that's why we sent you one. I knew you'd shoot it a lot. Sent Denny and Randy both one, and knew they'd be shooting it. And I actually don't even have one for myself. I just got this new stuff in, so I'm going to make myself one and and do some shooting as well. So, oh, we get all the kinks worked out, and and we'll be ready to to offer this stuff. You know. Gotcha. And I got to say, Randy is really good at testing stuff because he falls a lot. And he breaks a lot of shit, so he's perfect. Because uh, yeah, if, if he could be broken, I wish I'd have got to him before a sheep hunt. If he could live through a sheep hunt, it's a winner, you know. Oh yeah, Denny brought it up once. You really don't want Randy carrying your your baby or your dogs if they're little, because <laughs> he could trip and, and fall on top of them and squish them. Uh, so I think he does that to his bow. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, he sent a bow or two in after a good hunt that looked pretty rough. Yeah, well, he's about dry firing him too. He shoots a light arrow, and I'm sure he's going to give me shit when he listens to this. But I, I, uh, I would have to say he shoots below what you guys recommend for arrow weight. Is that correct? He does. He always has, and and you know it's kind of crazy. He he's he's got along with it really well. 
But yeah, he, he shoots pretty light setup. A little heavier now than he than he used to. He used to really shoot a light setup, but uh, so far so good. Well, man, I, I appreciate you coming on, giving everybody the four one one and uh, the support you guys have given me. I love the bow, so I can't thank you enough. And go uh, tell Roger hi and smack shit out of Miles for me. Uh, and thanks for coming on, man. I can, I'll do it. And I appreciate you having me. Yep, no problem, man. Take it easy. All right, we'll see you. Bye bye.